Hello and welcome to Middle Chamber Books Podcast. This is podcast program number two. This is Steve Lubetkin, your host for these podcasts, which feature authors of books that are appearing as featured selections in the Middle Chamber Books Bookstore, our online bookstore, which you can visit at www.middlechamberbooks, all one word, .com. We try to feature books in a variety of genres in our bookstore, and our guest today is Fred Pollock. Fred is the author of The College Senior's Survival Guide to Corporate America. It's published by 10 Speed Press, and there is a link on the Middle Chamber Books website where you can purchase the book through the uh, Middle Chamber Bookstore Associate uh, connection to Amazon.com. Before we get to our program, uh, our interview with Fred Pollock, uh, we'd like to extend an invitation to you to participate in our listener survey. We're starting to use PodTrack.com, an online measurement system, to track the listenership of our podcasts. We have several podcast programs on different topics, and uh, we've established survey links for each of them. If you'd be interested in taking part of in our uh, listener survey, you can visit the blog for this podcast, which is middlechamberbookstore.blogspot.com, and uh, you'll see a, uh, a button on the right-hand side of the page under our profile that you can click on and complete the podtrack.com survey. You can also visit www.lubetkin.net, which is our homepage, and in the right-hand column of the homepage, you'll also see an icon for the survey. Underneath the icon are hyperlinks to the surveys for each of our podcast programs. If you're only interested in uh, the Middle Chamber Books podcast, click on the link for that. And if you'd like to uh, fill out the survey for our other podcasts, if you listen to them, you can also do that as well. And as always, if you have comments or suggestions about our podcasts, please email us. My email address is steve at lubetkin, L-U-B-E-T-K-I-N dot N-E-T. And we'd be pleased to receive audio comments if you like, so send us an MP3 file and we'll include it in a future podcast. Now, back to our interview with Fred Pollock. Fred Pollock grew up in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, where he crafted his comedy routine as a class clown. He went on to attend LaSalle University, where he earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in communications. Since that time, he's juggled a wide variety of jobs in corporate America. They range from being a copywriter for a major insurance company to a salesman for Internet products and services. After joining various comedy troupes and touring the country as a stand-up comedian, Fred gave up the spotlight to spend time with his wife and three children in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Uh, He has his own website where you can find out what trouble he's getting into. The website is www.fredpollock.com. We talked to Fred recently about how he came to write the College Seniors Survival Guide to Corporate America and what he's doing in his comedy routine. Fred Pollock, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Steve. Nice to be here. Now, you've written the College Seniors Survival Guide to Corporate America, which is full of useful tips for people getting out of college, getting into the business world, um, sort of just ways that they can survive in uh, modern corporate culture. What gave you the idea to write a book of this type, Fred? 
Well, what happened was after I uh, graduated college, I was very excited about entering the real world. I'm uh, just raring to go, so to speak, and, and I, I got into my first job, and it was kind of a, a, a stodgy, old uh, financial-type corporation with a lot of structure and, and politics. And uh, I was a fresh-faced, uh, energetic, uh, new guy coming out to the, to the workforce and quickly realized that uh, uh, there were politics and, and uh, uh, I guess, an unwritten rules that you had to follow. And, it, and if you didn't, you'd get smacked into place by having meetings with your manager to tell you that you screwed up. And that's kind of what happened. I was kind of a, a bull in a china shop and just doing things that uh, I didn't realize you shouldn't be doing and, and kept getting zapped and uh, smacked into place. And it, it was a pretty painful process to figure out uh, how you should should act and, and, and follow the, uh, the unwritten rules. And it was, it was very frustrating. And what I did was, you know, as I mentioned, I had no idea that this even existed. And at the time, I was doing stand-up comedy, and it took my frustrations out in the workplace the best way I knew how, and that was by turning the, these uh, uh, experience into comedy bits. So what I did was I, I, I shared the experience and, and, the, and actually the, the, the comedy with coworkers, and they laughed hysterically. And uh, it just kind of popped into my mind that I wanted to get this information out to spare uh, future graduates so they didn't have to go through the same experience that I went through. And, and uh, to be sure, the, the rules and the, the guidelines that you give people in the book are things that they don't teach in business school. Uh, yeah, that's correct. I mean, you, you get a lot of theory, but, you know, I, as I mentioned, I, I had no idea that, that any of this existed in the, in the workplace. I mean, it was never told to me. It was never uh, expressed properly. Uh, and I, I still, to this day, can't find any type of, of content or literature or books or anything that is as real as, as my text. And, you know, obviously I'm very proud of what I've written, but I'm, I'm being honest that it, my book is real. I mean, I get to the heart of the matter and explain exactly what you can expect in the real world. Let's talk about some of the contents in the book. You you take the the reader all the way through the the experience of getting a job from the very beginning, looking for a job, and then the commute and the corporate structure. What are some of the uh, key things that you learned about getting started, the basics of the job search? What's real and what is the, the fantasy that people have about the job search? A lot of times you, you have to look at the, the wording in the, in the one ads and try to read between the lines to figure out what they're saying and what, what that actually means. Um, and, and kind of decipher the rigmarole of, of what the, the job entails. What and, are some of the examples and, you cite in the book? So the, the energetic self-starter, uh, you'll see that in, in the newspaper ads. And basically what that means is you'll be a salesperson working only on commission. Uh, that way the company doesn't have to take any risk and they'll, they'll pay you on, on the money that you bring in. So basically what they do is they want you to go out and talk to all your friends and family members and try to bring them on board. And uh, they, they don't really care how long you last because after you're gone, 
they still keep uh, your friends and family on their portfolio. Okay. Uh, let's try another one. How about um, make an investment in your future? Yeah, this is uh, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know if you want to call them pyramid sc- schemes or, or franchise that are out there. Um, and what they do is basically tell you how people are making millions and millions of dollars by selling a product, whether it's switching their long-distance service or energy drinks. Um, you'll see a lot of them out there. And basically they, uh, they charge you a couple hundred dollars for a starter kit to get started. And uh, rarely do you find people that make millions on these, uh, these little projects. Uh, but basically, I think these companies are in the business for selling starter kits, basically. And and uh, we see a lot of that um, uh, online, particularly, uh, make money in your spare time at home, you know, stuffing envelopes, and basically sure, what you're doing sure. is... And, and they're usually listed as sales positions, but um, if they're not offering you a salary and benefits, etc., you have to be leery, and, you know, you go to these meetings and... And one guy will stand up at the front and tell you how he makes thousands of dollars a month. And they're just feeding on, on uh, people's greed, and it rarely pans out. Okay, so let's say you've gotten into the job interview, and, uh, and, and now you're, you're ready to prepare for that. What are some of the tips that you give people about the real uh, life of, of doing a job interview? What are some of the things that they can expect? A job interview is, is basically like taking your, your car to the mechanic for an inspection. You know, they just, they just ask you questions and make sure everything's in place. You have a f- firm handshake, you have eye contact, you answer all the right right questions, nothing out of the ordinary, uh, so you can get through to the next uh, through the next to the next interview. However, if you're in a situation where they're they're interviewing, you know, tens and hundreds, uh, uh, you know, possibly, you know. 40, 50 people, say, at one of these conferences or, or cattle calls, you, you, you may call them. Uh, what you what you want to think about is throwing in a, a catchphrase or some kind of some, something where they, they will be able to remember you, um, and that way you can get through to the next, uh, the next process, to the next step in the interview process. Elsewhere in the book, Fred, you go through um, the kinds of bosses that someone might face. You talk about um, the people that you might work with. Um, do these do these examples come from actual experiences you've had, or or, or are they uh, people that have been shared with you, characters that you've heard about from from other people? How did you come up with these lists? Yeah, uh, through the writing process, a lot of a lot of what I can, what, what I'm able to write that's most powerful is based on experience. So if if I've been through it, then I can actually describe and explain. So uh, a lot of these personalities that I discuss in the book, um, I, I have experienced over the years bits and pieces. Of course, there's some exaggeration in them, but um, the interesting thing, when I started writing this book, I just did it to to cleanse my head and, and, and get out my frustrations, not thinking much more than that. But I, I, I entered that first job, and I thought the place was crazy, and I had no idea until after I moved on to other companies, I'd see the same personalities, the same people, the same things happening. And then it kind of dawned on me that uh, this is this is the real world, and every company must be like this. And now I'm finding, uh, 
you know, I'm getting emails and response from people in different countries uh, that that say this is ex- exactly describes their office as well. So I think it's a universal global experience. Uh, these personalities, I can guarantee you, uh, anybody that's working has uh, experienced this type of behavior. What what you'll find with bosses is there, there's some great bosses out there. Don't get me wrong. Um, some great leaders uh, that work with you and uh, bring you along and teach you and guide you. Have you ever worked for any of them? Then you'll find others that uh, quite often are unable to handle uh, the, the power. They're, they're insecure, and they wield their power because, quite frankly, they don't have the skills to to control their employees. So you'll find a lot of crazy personalities that, that are very frustrating to work for, uh, but since you need a paycheck... You really can't say much to them because you need to, to keep your job. Uh, so, for example, the, the type A personality, the, you know, this boss is, is really a maniac. Everything's a crisis and should have been done yesterday. You know, I say he, he probably sleeps in his suit so he can get into work that much faster. Uh, but if you, if you can keep up with the pace, you can certainly learn a lot from this person. So that's that's basically uh, one of the examples of the bosses that you'll find out there. What are, what is uh, one of the standout personalities of uh, coworkers that you uh, mention in the book? Uh, coworkers are are phenomenal. Um, you'll really you I have uh, forty different coworkers in the book, and I guarantee that, that you'll experience every one of them in the office. Uh, the interesting thing that I found when I first entered the, the workforce. Was that you know my, some of my coworkers looked like my parents? They were like my parents' age, and I was kind of intimidated until I started working with them and saw that they were they were just crazy. You know, they were like uh, people that I I would meet at at parties at college. Only they they were balding and gray and and a little older. So uh, you shouldn't be intimidated because uh, you know, you'll find that through experience that that some of these people are nuts. Some of the people that, that uh, really drive me nuts is, uh, you know, you'll see the, uh, I call him Chicken Little. This is the guy that, that runs around and tells everybody that, you know, today the, the, the sky's falling, basically, that today's the day he'll finally be fired. He'll say things like, I'm out of here, they're getting rid of me, I mean it this time. You know, eventually he's right because he, his, his self-inflicted pressure gets the best of him and he kind of caves in and uh, sets himself up for failure. Uh, the, you know, on a lighter note, you'll, you'll see Big Ben in the office. This is, this is the guy that, that gives you the time whenever he sees you. You know, say things like, it's four, almost quitting time. Two already, this day's flying by. It's Thursday, only one more to go. You know, this, after a blackout, I call up Big Ben to help me reset my clocks. <laughs> He's uh, pretty accurate with the time. Now, one of the other things you get into in the book, Fred, is um, corporate speak, the lingo, the language that people use yeah. uh, in, in the corporate setting. Um, yes. You've got a pretty good list of some of the things that, that people uh, say in in the office environment. Uh, one, one of the ones that I, I'm, I'm scanning through the book and I notice is not there is, uh, let's take this offline. That's uh, sure. Very sure. popular expression. What are some of the others that you came across that you thought were useful for the for the new graduate getting into uh, corporate America? You know, a lot of times you'll you'll ask your manager for help. 
but your manager doesn't really want to help you. So you'll come in with a project, say it's towards the end of the day, and, and the manager really just wants to wrap things up and go home and not get involved in anything. So they'll say, uh, why don't we revisit this at a later date? You know, so what, what your boss is really saying is, I don't feel like figuring this problem out right now, so uh, why don't we sweep it under the rug and, and you can solve it on your own at the very last minute. That's, uh, let's revisit this at a later date. And then if the, if the person has to solve it at the last minute, that becomes, I've got a crisis. Yes, I've got a crisis. That, that, it's interesting, uh, when somebody says, I've got a crisis, they, they actually have to do some work, believe it or not. You know, uh, uh, you know this corporate employee has trained themselves to do a, a, as little work as possible, but now their procrastination has caught up with them, and today is actually the deadline. So... They, they really have to sit down and do something. If you had to pick, Fred, one most critical lesson that uh, new college seniors or, or uh, graduating college seniors should get from the book, what what would that one primary lesson be about the work? I guess a uh, big picture lesson would be, you know, don't don't think that you're you're alone in this. Um, don't feel that. Uh, uh, you're crazy at times because it's really the madness of corporate America, and just try to hang in there and deal with it. And if if things get really nuts, uh, you're you're not married to this company. You know, it's not like a spouse where it's a little difficult to get out of it. You always have the option of looking and working somewhere else. And really, life is way too short. You spend a lot of your time working. Uh, the days really kind of fly by, and you're only on this planet one time. So uh, if you're not happy, try to find something that's going to make you happy and make you feel alive and, and, and worth getting up every day to, 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 to make your life uh, productive. That's great. Fred uh, Pollack is the author. The book is The College Senior's Survival Guide to Corporate America. And just to, uh, in, in the interest of uh, full disclosure, Fred, you uh, still have a corporate job. I do. And I, so, uh, uh, I work in sales, and, and I enjoy it, and it, I found that it's, it's a perfect, uh, perfect position for my personality and, and uh, to have fun getting up every day and, and, and getting to it. So uh, you balance the corporate world with the stand-up comedy and with the, uh, with the humorous guide to uh, corporate life. Yes, what, what I do in my spare time after I put the kids to bed and, and, and I'm finally alone is I'll sit and I'll write. I'm, I'm working on just finishing up my second book, the First Time Father's Survival Guide to Fatherhood. So it's the same observations and advice about being a father, you know, getting out of, of doing some of the work and how to uh, kind of survive that as well. And I also uh, tour uh, colleges, and I have a, a humorous presentation. Uh, the kids love it. It's real. Uh, they laugh. And I'm going to be appearing at Rutgers again, um, and, it, and it's great. So I, people want to get in touch with me on my website for book information or, or even to come out and speak, my, my website is www.fredpollack.com, and that's uh, Fred, P-O-L-L-A-C-K.com. Terrific. Fred, thanks very much for being with us on the podcast today. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the time. All right.
And that will conclude our podcast for today, the Middle Chamber Books Podcast. If you liked what you heard, or if you have comments or suggestions, please email us at steve at lubetkin, L-U-B-E-T-K-I-N dot net. And uh, you can send us audio comments if you like. We'd appreciate those. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we have a listener survey going on, and you can participate in our listener survey by going to www.lubetkin.net and looking for the podcast, the podtrack.com listener survey for the podcasts that we produce, and click on the link for the Middle Chamber Books podcast survey, and you can participate. We appreciate your activity in that survey as well. And uh, don't forget to visit the Middle Chamber Books bookstore on the web at www.middlechamberbooks.com where you'll find links to all of the books that we feature in these podcasts and uh, a number of other books that we think will be of interest as well. Our Podsafe Music theme from garageband.com, the website where you find pod-friendly music by very talented musicians, comes from the Indianapolis Jazz Orchestra, and it's called Cook the Books. For the Middle Chamber Books Podcast, this is Steve Lubetkin. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you out there on the net. Take good care. Thank you.